Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Rodney Buford, Carl Herrera, Joey Devine, Khalid Reeves, congratulations, you played yourself out of the NBA, Mark Sanford, but not his son. John Keen, Ronnie Cycli, the General Sherman Douglas, musical guest, the Miami Sound Machine, without Gloria Estefan, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, your host, temporary, as always, Joey Devine. Sean Keen, you are in a car outside of a Starbucks. That's how committed this. to this podcast I am. Um, people that do not live in Los Angeles probably do not realize uh, perhaps the extent of what I have done today, but I have driven to the west side. This is my second trip to the west side of the day. It's uh, too many times. It's too many it's too, times. Too, too many times. I was uh I I uh I was watching one of the official toddlers of the Round Ball Rock podcast earlier today uh trying to supervise playground activity and also watch the Raptors Cavs game on my phone. That was also an exciting adventure in Los Angeles Wi-Fi. Um you And I thought wow the turned... Raptors are looking good. You should just turn that game off. Both of those games have been fucking trash. Uh, I was enjoying it. I just, I I ended up, well, here's here's my story about this. I was watching and it was like, wow, Kyle Lowry's hitting a lot of shots. Huh, Raptors are really trading baskets. But every time it looked like the Raptors would like, 
run a play, kick it around, make four or five passes, and then, like, uh, you know, Pascal Sayakam would get a layup. But then on the other end, the Cavs would ISO, give it to LeBron, he would back somebody down, and then hit a two-pointer. And, like, even though the Raptors at that point had, like, an eight-point lead, a six-point lead, it just felt like they weren't extending the lead enough, and it seemed like they were working so much harder. Like, LeBron individually may have been working harder, but as a team, Toronto was really putting in a lot of work and getting not enough results. Well, as someone who watched the uh, end of that game, Sean, uh uh, they might as well have lost by 50. That that game was horrible. I mean, it felt like they did. It was just crazy because... I mean, they were up by double digits in the middle of the second quarter, and what did they what did they lose by? Fourteen. Yeah, but again, it felt like fifty. They lost by eighteen. The... Yeah, I mean that that is when you lose by eighteen, and you were pretty far ahead with like thirty minutes to go. That is like losing like fifty, losing by fifty. I mean, they lost the last half of the game. Jesus. That loss was terrible, and yet somehow it wasn't worse than their first, the game one loss. That game one loss was embarrassing, and I cannot believe I got fooled by the Raptors again, and I took them to win this series. I'm so upset at the Raptors. I never want to watch the Raptors play basketball again. Wow. And you love the, you were Mr. Raptor. Yeah. You've this maybe is, been Mr. Raptor for, for two years, maybe? This is embarrassing. They are... Fuck them, dude. <laughs> like, I feel so sorry for their fans, except for Drake, because also, fuck Drake. Uh, Reprimanded is, by the NBA today. Like, by the way, somehow in this 18-point loss, Fred Van Vliet, plus two. He was terrible. <laughs> Though I, I don't care if he's plus two. <laughs> he was just airballing three-pointers. When it was close at one point, he just kept jacking up horrible three-pointers and missing. He did God, go four I of seven from three. Today. What? He went four of seven for three tonight. Yeah. Well, they were he, all of his misses were in the uh, second half of that game. Oh, my God. It. Uh, uh, they're going to get swept. They are going to get swept. This... I mean, they have lost now the fifth straight playoff home game to the Cleveland Cavaliers, which is, that's not great, we got to say. Um, right? That's that's no, something you got to, you it's can't bad. feel good about that. Uh, that's, that's almost, I mean, are, here's a question. Are they Blazers East? No, they're way more embarrassing than the Blazers. But, I mean, it's the same kind of, like, playoff streak, two guards leading the offense, great in the no, regular but they season. Have like, they have so many better players. Oh, you're saying it's more embarrassing. It's way them. more embarrassing. The Blazers are, like, a middling playoff team. That's fine. Like, mm-hmm. the Raptors have, like... So many the Raptors have so many role players uh-huh. that are good, and it just comes down to their stars are bad. 
Well, I think I think that's the real lesson is that uh I mean, where okay, so so do you think do you think who do you think their best player is? Demar? Demar. And so where does Demar rank among like the best players in the NBA? I mean, this year I would have said he's like a top 12 player, right? But I just I still like when you start thinking about it, you're like he had a good year, but he's not a top 20 NBA player. I think he's probably a top 20 NBA There's player. There's no way. Like, okay, so where would he rank on the Warriors? He'd be the fifth best player. Sure. Where would he rank he's on the Warriors? better than Andre Iguodala. Is he better than, like, Clint Capella? Yes, he's better than Clint Capella. Yeah. I just don't think he's in the top 20. Like, I think... I think I think he's he would not. He's better than C.J. McCollum. What's that? He's better than C.J. McCollum. I mean, that's fine. I just don't. I don't think he makes the top twenty. I think he's definitely in the top twenty. I think um, if you really think about it, like there's two guys better than him on the Sixers. There's four guys better than him on the Warriors. There's two guys better than him on the oh, Rockets. On. He's already down to eleven. Think, I don't think those guys on the Sixers are better than him yet ben they're Simmons. going to be better than him no they're Simmons and Embiid are better than DeMar who would you rather have in a playoff series on your team well that's a different question but, isn't it kind of the question like what what are we asking otherwise I just don't know like I mean it's weird because they have a team that feels like they were on the verge of being blown up three years ago and they kind of just kept winning. Mm-hmm. And Masai Ujiri was kind of like, well, I'm, you know, and even even this year, it's like, well, they won 59 games. Um, but would they? I mean, have... I think they have to blow them up now. Yes, because this is like, you can't lose five home playoff games to the same team and, like, run it back. Now, I think, interestingly enough, I do think Dwayne Casey saved his job. By winning Still. 59 games? Yeah, I yeah. don't think you can fire him now. Well, like... Because it's like, they asked him to change his, like, game plan, and he did. And yes. the players failed him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... No, it, it really feels like... Because you look and you're like, okay, what did Dwayne Casey do wrong from a coaching perspective? And it's like... Uh, signed a contract with a team that had DeMar DeRozan? Like, I don't, I don't know what the... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I don't... I'm not sure what button he's not pushing against LeBron James exactly. But we need to talk about game one, because game one was, like, literally... <laughs> game, game one felt like they wished on, a, like, a cursed monkey's paw to be... To win a game against the, uh, the the Cleveland Cavaliers. And then the monkey's paws loophole was like, you didn't wish you'd win in overtime. Yeah, or, yeah, well, like, it was just like, <laughs> you can't wish to win a game. It's like, fine. I wish that our team led by more than 10 points in the fourth quarter. And in the fourth quarter, we got 11 offensive rebounds. See, there you go. We couldn't possibly lose a game. It was. What if LeBron? I wish that LeBron James misses eighteen shots in the game. (laughs) 
LeBron, LeBron and Kevin Love combined were like 10 for 44. <laughs> um, they, there was a sequence where Jonas Valanciunas missed his own shot four times, like missed his own, like a point blank layup and got the rebound four times and kept missing. That's like, I feel like that is the official video of like the Raptors franchise. Somebody, I think the sh- I think this was the shrillest on Twitter referred to it as uh Toronto's version of the Charles Smith play from the <laughs> 93 playoffs, except no one was blocking his shot. He was just missing. Like and the, that shot to win the game both times Fred Van Vliet was wide open. Well, and then Fred Van Vliet yeah, he was slightly less open the second time, but pretty good look from the exact same spot. And then DeMar DeRozan's tip to win the game in regulation, would you say like 45% of the basketball went into the basket? Yes, but I don't understand. Like, look, I'm not like a like a super athlete uh, like DeMar DeRozan is, but I don't understand why if you're getting that tip – like, why you're trying to put it so perfectly, like, that seems like one you want to, like, try and bank in. Oh, Damar? Yeah, on that tip. I, I mean, I guess it's, it was crazy. <laughs> it felt cursed because, like, that was a good look, a good tip, and then even off Damar's missed tip, they had a tip. Yeah. So what was what was Valanciunas's final line? It was uh, he was twenty one and twenty one, but he had he was like seven of like sixteen. No, it was worse than that. It was like seven of twenty one. <laughs> Man, seven of nineteen. So yeah. if he'd simply been twenty three and fifteen on the game, <laughs> Toronto wins. <laughs> Oh boy, and Larry, Larry Nance Jr. didn't even play in that game. Uh, Tristan Thompson is revitalized. The Raptors crowd chanted "Chloe" at him. Uh, which, Drake tried to you know fight what? Kendrick Perkins. Yeah, you know the thing is, people were were taunting Tristan Thompson. I don't, I don't really think that's right, but I do think a fair number of Raptors fans thought they were simply celebrating the Adam Agoyan erotic thriller Chloe starring uh Julianne Moore. So mm, I think I that's that like one, some of them weren't jerks. <laughs> they were just like, yes, a Canadian filmmaker recognized. Oh, is that why in the third quarter they were tweeting that they were uh chanting the sweet hereafter? Yeah, that was weird. And then <laughs> and one one poor guy like like there was one point when uh, Jeff Green went to the free throw line for the third time in a row, and one guy just went, Exotica! And then, <laughs> I mean, they didn't get to Felicia's journey because they're going to get by Felicia in this playoffs. Mm. Wow, Sean. That was that one was a stretch. All right. Uh, <laughs> we're, uh... Let's talk about Drake, I guess. Drake got yes. warned because he wanted to fight Kendrick Perkins. 
Yeah, he got he got warned about his profanity. Apparently, yeah, he oh, had so a not the trying to fight the NBA player. That part's okay. I I mean, I don't really think you could say that Drake was trying to fight Kendrick Perkins just because. Uh, I mean, they were screaming at each other, but apparently, uh, yeah, the warning was that uh, the use of bad language. Now, I think they need to be warning him about pretending to be a coach. Sure. Impersonating sure. a coach, getting in the way, leaving the coach's box, honestly leaving the fan's box as well. Like, like why does he get to stand up and direct traffic? Just because... Yeah, you don't see a lot of people courtside standing up, just generally. Let I mean, alone pacing the sideline. No, you do not. You don't see a great <laughs> deal of that. Uh, it's just... I mean, is it... Now, now, granted, do other teams have ambassadors, or is it just Drake, and is it because Toronto's in Canada? I don't know. Okay. Uh, because maybe that's it. Maybe the other team's ambassadors uh, are more focused on, like, diplomatic channels. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like he's he's almost like, like a Trump-style ambassador oh maybe they couldn't warn him about like fighting with a player because he has a diplomatic immunity right right that's the thing we've all seen lethal weapon Weapon 2 yeah yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) uh this could be just like he's like i heard i heard how trump's treating justin trudeau this is my uh version of a firm handshake the problem is that um tristan thompson is also canadian yeah i think he might is he from Toronto? He's from Toronto, yeah. So, yeah, th- this is a battle for the heart of the city. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all those Tristan stands out there. There are zero Tristan stands. <laughs> well, maybe one, and his name is LeBron James. But even that's only a maybe. Yeah, man, what a bummer. What it's a, a bummer weird of a fight, series. Kendrick. Per- well, I guess Kendrick Perkins was the only was the other person. Kendrick Perkins is an American. Yes, Kendrick Perkins old- is American. <laughs> He's kind of like he feels like an old stodgy, like John Bolton style guy to have, like a saber rattler. Like Kendrick Perkins uh. is going to threaten to go to war with you over like real petty reasons. I think. Yeah, but I think he'll actually do it. Well, yeah, I mean, he's it's like, it, you know, like Nixon's madman theory in Vietnam. That's what Kendrick Perkins brings is like, like, look how upset I got from being excluded from the movies. I yeah. will punch you in the face on the court. Um. All right. I don't want to talk about this series anymore. It's depressing. They're Are they going to get swept? swept? Yeah. And they're then they're going to have to getting swept. <laughs> Can you is somebody going to trade for tomorrow? Do you think? I don't know what any of these guys are worth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they do like, have relatively short commitments to Kyle Lowry and Serge Ibaka. I would say that Serge Ibaka, the amount that he has declined in the last two years is staggering. Like, the answer might honestly have to be not blowing up 
it up by trading all these weird, untradable, expensive choke guys. Just waiting. But bringing and... in, like, trading all these cool young role players they have to bring in a star who's not, a like, a, a loser. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I think Kawhi Leonard could get along really well with Drake. Like, isn't isn't the Raptors, like, just a team of potential Spurs, basically? Yes, but I don't know. Would Kawhi sign long-term there? In Toronto? Yeah. I mean, it, that's up to Drake. Like, you have to you have to clear that. that what is the ambassador for except bringing in new business and, like, relations with America, right? Yeah. All I know is if Greg Popovich gets his hands on OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, uh, and Delon Wright, uh, the Spurs will win 55 games for the next 10 years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, let's talk about uh, the West. Yeah. So, uh, how'd you feel about that Rockets-Jazz game last night, Sean? Uh, I was very surprised, possibly, that I, you know, is it that I picked the Houston Rockets to sweep two days ago uh-huh. yes i did yes i did yeah. was that a bad prediction yes it was yes it yes, was. It was um here's the thing that stood out to me the most um when the going gets tough in the second round of the playoffs chris chris paul the ball out of bounds he just it's like he starts focusing on like tricking the refs he starts like flopping he's yelling about everything it was like that game where he tried to pretend to take a three-point shot when the Thunder were intentionally fouling, and he just turned the ball over. Uh-huh. Yeah. I could not believe that turnover where he dribbled the ball out of bounds for no reason. Uh, seemed like it belonged in Raptors-Cavs game one. <laughs> yes. I agree. I agree. Um, also, James Harden, they need to stop calling his bullshit, man. Uh, I like James Harden. I actually don't mind watching him play. There was a play last night when he, like, backed his fat ass into Joe, uh, Joe Ingles. That was, like, so shitty. I hated it. Do you know the play I'm talking about? Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. Like, stop it. Stop it, NBA referees. That is ridiculous. Also, Joe Ingles, tight, dude. Joe Ingles is tight. Uh, what a good game he had last night. Yeah, he he hit so many open shots. Uh, Dante Exum was, like, cool and crazy. And then Alec Burks came off the bench. He was kind of crazy, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Alex Burks, a guy who, if you played if you've played fantasy basketball in the last like ten years, you have had on your roster because he put up sixteen and seven randomly when a guy was hurt. <laughs> uh, did it last night in the playoffs, so not a surprise to old Joey. <laughs> but yeah, what do you think is going to happen here? Are the Rockets Rockets are still going to win, right? I mean, I feel like it, but at the same time, it's like what I have been worried about on behalf of the Rockets is, you know, it's it's not like a super 
I mean, maybe it is a super flexible option. I just feel like it's – sorry, the offense, not the option. Um, yeah. They want to take a ton of threes. Well, they took 37 threes, and they made 10 of them. Mm-hmm. But that's still like a way lower percentage of threes than they've been shooting. I think in the regular season, like something like half their shots were threes. Yeah, they would take like 53s sometimes. And so now it's like when it's like 40% of their shots are threes. I mean, some of those were also kind of desperation at the end of the game. Um, mm-hmm. They don't seem as comfortable. And now I don't I don't know if they're going to have like a ton of trouble going to Utah. Um, like the altitude seems like it might not mattered to them because they're not really going to run. Maybe their three, their threes could be better at high altitude. Uh, but, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question, take it or break it, ask today. Okay. With Corbin Smith. Uh, which Rockets player would you most like to see get taunted by Mitt Romney? Oh, my God. Uh, P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker. Tucker? Yeah. Wow. I want, I want somebody who's going to answer back. See, I think the answer has to be Chris Paul. Yeah, but they're like friends. I bet they're like billionaire buddies, and they like. I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Paul's like, "Yeah, let me get in on that Bain Capital <laughs> action." You, you think Chris Paul is friends with Mitt Romney? I'm just saying it's more possible than if he's friends with T- PJ Tucker. Like, like I want, I want somebody that's more inclined to yell at Mitt Romney. I don't want Chris Paul to like act like his feelings were heard and like because like chris paul's probably gonna yell at mitt romney no matter what mitt romney does you know what i mean like he's yelling at everybody in the arena the opponents the refs his own teammates and mitt romney but i would like okay. to see pj tucker but what <laughs> what what if uh mitt romney is dressed as cliff romney matt romney what if he's dressed as matt romney Matt Romney, you know, like uh, he's he's dressed as a uh, as a um, insurance twin, so he has a fake mustache on. Oh, oh, taunting, oh! When he's taunting Chris Paul, yeah, that would be amazing. And then he's like, he's like, oh, insurance, like burning down a warehouse for insurance money. That's how I make my <laughs> exactly. All right, you predicted a sweep, Sean. Yes. Uh, are you backing off on that? Uh, I'm going to back off on my sweet prediction. I'm still going to take Rockets in six. I think that's what I had. I think Mitt's going to. I think Mitt's going to steal a game. Mitt. I uh, think we're getting seven, dude. You know what's going to happen? They're going to. They're going to like. It's going to be three two. They're going to go back to Salt Lake City, and Tanner Range is going to have a courtside seat, and he's going to be wearing like. One of those like drive for five, five for cancer or whatever things, and then people are like, "Man, Tanner Range is a loser through and through. The Jazz aren't going to win." Wow. Um, okay. Uh, let's talk about the Warriors and the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steph back, baby. Yeah, that was great. 
Yeah, it was great. I mean, I don't really have much to say. I would say uh, maybe I think there's probably an argument that the Pelicans could be getting jobbed a little bit by the refs. It didn't seem like Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday were taking free throws. Oh, I expect they shot that zero more. free throws. Yeah, I think that's together. I think, I think that's right. They, yeah, no, they did. Yeah, that's gonna both... that's gonna oh, that is going to correct in New Orleans, possibly overcorrect. Um, I expect uh, it'll be kind of a slower game. It's just. It sucks because the Pelicans are so good at running, and no one's as good at doing that than the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I really don't have much to say other than I'm happy as hell Steph Curry's back because he's fun to watch. Yeah. Um, oh, we should probably talk about Charles Barkley, though. Oh, yeah. Um, who said he wanted to punch Draymond in the face. Mm-hmm. And then Draymond's response was kind of like, then do it. I see you all the time. Mm-hmm. If you want to punch me in the face, bring it, old man. Here's my question. Uh, is like, does he see him that much? Yeah, I'm sure he does. Just like partying? Yeah, no, like at NBA events. Yeah, I'm just saying you know, the like Warriors come to weekend. Atlanta like once a, game, once a year. No, but also that they go there to, for the conference finals. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, so I um, guess Barkley's going to come. I think he already apologized, though, right? Yeah, he he once Draymond said, oh, yeah, I see you all the time. Say it to my face. Uh, yeah. Charles Barkley apologized both to Draymond and Draymond's mom. I do wonder if, like, part of that, I know he didn't actually say anything, but I kind of blame Shaq. Because Shaq is constantly Why? threatening to punch Charles in the face. So it's just mm. like on the set, he's so used to just years of of having, like, you know, it with, I don't know. I just feel like Shaq has brought the threat of punching people in the face and as something that Charles has to contend with all the time. And then, like, he said it without thinking about the implications of literally threatening a man who's 25 years younger than him. Uh-huh. And, and actually taller somehow. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's not the first weird run-in the Warriors have had with Charles Barkley. Um, it's a strangely contentious relationship they have with him. Um, there was the bullying thing last year with JaVale McGee. Uh, then the, before that, it was the jump shooting playoff teams. It's just Charles Barkley just doesn't like the Warriors <laughs> and yeah. vice versa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he maybe he hates them because they do so well with three point shooting and he is the worst three point shooter in NBA history. <laughs> um, all right. I don't have anything more to say on that. Yeah, series, man. Though, do I, you? Just, just don't, don't threaten to punch Draymond. Come on. That's just not a good idea for anybody. Draymond will punch you, like, 100%, for less it's than really, that. <laughs> it's really too bad uh, that um, uh, the Raptors are turfing out so hard. Yeah. Uh, because uh, Draymond would have fought Drake, dude. Uh, you know who else is turfing out right now? Who? The Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, yeah? What's they happening? They were up by 20, and now they're down by 10. And only about 12 minutes have passed when that happened. I told you, the Celtics are going to ruin everybody's dream here. Yeah, man. Get ready. 
for a Rockets-Celtics final. A 1986 <laughs> rematch that everybody's been waiting for. Um, all right. <laughs> just bummed it's myself weird. out so much. <laughs> uh, I mean, Terry Rozier is good. Yeah, man. Um, we're obviously not watching that game currently because we're podcasting, but uh, good update, good update. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't think the mask is it doing Embiid any favors. Nah, it's not good. It's really bothering him. Um, all right, we should talk about some news though, right? This is Round Ball Rock News, basketball news for humans and robots. Trust the process. Yes, absolutely. The Knicks made a good move. They hired our man, the leader of the woke-off. Take that for data. The handsomest coach in the NBA. Not going to rook, not going to get rooked. Not going to get rooked by the New York media. He doesn't care about Berman of the Post. <laughs> uh what about uh Frank Isola? I think Frank Isola and and David Fisdale are going to get along. Dare I say mm-hmm. it, famously. Yeah, uh, David Fisdale, coach of the New York Knicks. Uh, I will say, Sam Vecini uh, had a very good tweet about it. Um, he said, "God damn it, he tweets too much." Yeah, listen to that, Vecini. Oh, yeah. He said, uh, Fisdale should be a tremendous hire for the Knicks. Real track record of proven success and relationship building with a European star in Memphis. Dot, dot, dot. Wait. I think he's I think he's a great hire. Like, he's, it's cool. I think he is, too. He's not Mark Jackson. Anytime you hire not Mark Jackson. Yeah, you've won. A pretty good hire. You won. You won. <laughs> Uh, but that was going to be my question. How upset is Mark Jackson right now? Uh, I think he feels like he's been almost as disrespected as, say, like a caterpillar. Yeah, when, when butterfly you're talking about the butterfly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm a little bummed because I'm, I'm happy for the Knicks. I'm disappointed for the television viewers of America. Yeah, Come including on. myself. You couldn't have just taken one for the team, Dolan? <laughs> also, can someone hire Chris Weber as a coach so he stops <laughs> broadcasting? Um, yeah, it seems like a good hire. Um, I it, I don't know. The Knicks still have a lot of work to do, though. Yeah, but right? like you want a guy, you want a guy like this who's going to install like a good culture. Uh, you know, in theory, he'll attract free agents. You know, he's got he's got like. Two years with, I think as much as a Knicks coach cannot have a lot of pressure for a year or two, I don't think he's got a lot of pressure for a year or two. Because there's not going to be any Kristaps uh, this year. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, he's going to love well, it. He's well, going to be a star. I love it. I love well, it, Fisdale. It's too bad he's not that. in a sunnier place, but whatever. Um. Okay. Um. I mean, technically. There are still movie premieres in New York, yeah, so yeah. you can go to those, too. Yeah. Um, all right. The, the Suns, this is the big news for old Joey. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, the Phoenix Suns also hired a new coach. Yes. Uh, and his name is Igor Kostokov. Is that correct? I don't think it is, but I... Hold on. <laughs> I mean... I mean, it seems like that's like... Is he is he just there to coach Dragon Bender? Well, no. Kokoskov. 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 All right. But no, we're gonna. I'm gonna tell you what yep. the plan is here. Mm-hmm. You know uh, what team he coached recently? Well, he's a jazz. He's a jazz assistant. Mm-hmm. He's from Serbia. He's the first European-born coach, head coach in the NBA. Yeah. Screw you, Messina. Interim uh-huh. don't count, baby. And. Most importantly, he coached the Slovenian Eurobasket team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is the Featuring Suns. Luka Doncic. Yeah, this is the Suns assuming they're going to bring the core of that team over. Mm-hmm. Which, which it, means. As we all know, is Luka Doncic. Yeah. And Anthony Randolph. Anthony Randolph. He's going to be there. I have a feeling they might, the Suns might try to reacquire a Zoran Drogic. Just to mm-hmm. complete the Slovenian circle, and I mean, why not? Why not have a a guy named Igor coaching that Frankenstein of a team they have in in Phoenix? I mean, thank you, thank you, everybody. I mean, what's exciting about it for me is even if they don't bring Anthony Randolph over, which again they should. Any team that drafts Luka Doncic should sign Anthony Randolph. Yes, they're uh, blood brothers now. But Marquis Chris, the ride, as we call him, mm-hmm. uh, is the closest player I've ever witnessed in person to Anthony Randolph. All potential anyway. uh, dunking a ball and then falling down on the court. Yeah, for every most likely to awesome cry. Thing, for every one awesome thing, he does three insanely terrible things. Yeah. Uh, he's too emotional on the court. <laughs> he is. He's, uh, he's young, but also like immature, even for his age. Yeah, he um, he tries really hard only at the flashy things, and then doesn't try hard at all at anything else. Yeah, <laughs> literally, like tries hard to like block a shot, but then dogs like setting a screen. <laughs> I think Phoenix will be able to after this hire beat any team. In Slovenia, uh, Bosnia, or Herzegovina, uh, Kosovo, Macedonia. I think they'll be able to take any former Yugoslav Republic. Here's my question for you about Mm -hmm. this hire, Sean. Mm -hmm. I want to say right off the bat, I don't actually know that much about this guy. He's probably a really good coach. Uh Uh-huh. But... If you were a Suns fan, wouldn't you feel like this is a little counting your chickens before the draft lottery? Because they hired this guy just assuming they're going to draft Luka Doncic, right? (laughs) I mean, I feel like they could definitely screw it up. And also, they might draft DeAndre Ayton because he went to Arizona. And you can't have, you can't lose that kind of losing in the first round of the NCAA tournament tradition. That's a Phoenix thing. But it seems like the reason you hire this guy is because you assume you're drafting Luka Doncic. 
It's weird. They're counting He's... their ping pong balls before they hatch. Yeah, it's like it's like to me it reminds me it's like they're trying to do that thing where you hire the high school prospects. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Coach. Like Danny Manning's dad coaching at Kansas. Yeah. But like uh, why not? It's better than Jay Triano or Earl Watson. Sure. I'm just saying Why not an like, underqualified, ridiculous Eastern European man instead? Is he I don't think he's underqualified. I don't who knows? <laughs> yeah. He just I just don't want to insinuate he's underqualified. No. I'm just saying, like, if I were a fan of the Phoenix Suns and I really wanted them to draft Luka Doncic, uh-huh. uh, I would be a little worried about, like, not get not <laughs> about the lottery fucking me here. Yeah. And maybe getting the third or fourth pick <laughs> now. I mean... God, the, God hates the Phoenix Suns, so I think this hubris will not help that, is what I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, I got to wrap up, Joey, unfortunately. Um, we got to do a short one this time. Okay. I have to drive elsewhere in West L.A. All right, there's one last thing we should talk about, though. Okay. Jamal Crawford opted out. Oh, so <laughs> he's – where is he going? Back to the Clippers. He's going back to the Clippers, baby. You think he's going back to the Clippers? I don't know. He might be retiring. Who knows, man? He's a wild card. He I don't I see if he was retiring though, I think he'd just retire. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uh, so I think this helps Derek Rose for sure lock in his deal with the T Wolves. But it seems like Jamal Crawford is not a great fit on that team. Uh no, it certainly does not. So I think that's good, but they don't have any cap flexibility because uh, that's dang money, baby. Um, all right. Uh, Sean, anything you want to plug? Eh, Yard Barker articles. Check them out. Everything so, report on Instagram. What you write? What'd you write this week? A uh, player matchup article. Oh, fun. Yeah. Um, all right. And uh as always you can follow me on twitter at frankie muniz where in a classic frankie tweet on nine twenty four fifteen, i tweeted r.i.p to my youth he's gonna die <laughs> um shut it down let's go home trust the process bye bye Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.